Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Star Wars Lads Show. Uh, we have not done this in a long time, and if for those of you who are new, because we have gained quite a few new subscribers that we appreciate you all joining us since Boba Fett started. Uh, if you haven't been around our channel for this long, this is basically our news show. When this is how our show started, it was as a podcast, doing the news and stuff like that for Star Wars with Mandalorian and, and all that type of stuff. So we are technically on episode 59 of the Star Wars Latch show, running down the news for you. And we're going to talk about some of the big things that have happened in the last few weeks. And especially this week, we've had a couple of big things drop. So we're going to talk about it now. But before we do so, please hit that like button down below and subscribe to the channel for Star Wars content. Minimum three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. If you haven't checked out Monday's review of Mission to Disaster, check that out is the last High Republic phase one book that was published in the initiative before we move on to phase two in the fall. And you can check out last week's videos. We've covered the High Republic a lot lately. We did a full reading guide if you're interested in getting into the High Republic, or maybe you started it and you don't know where to go from where you started. Comprehensive full reading guide, what we recommend for the reading order is on there, as well as a discussion about uh, the High Republic versus other uh, legends publishing initiatives. We've also released our top 10 favorite Star Wars stories, both of us in two separate videos. So there's a lot of stuff over the last couple of weeks to check out on our channel if you haven't yet. So now let's dive into the news. So the first thing we're going to talk about was, I believe, last week. This it opened last week, but it is the Galactic Star Cruiser. If you've been following the Star Wars Lads show for a long time, you know, we've talked about the Galactic Star Cruiser in the past. Uh, mainly other people's interpretations of the trailers and stuff like that. Um, and we've had, you know, our expectations set from what we've seen for what to expect. Neither one of us have been on it. So we're going to kind of just run down the general impressions that people have had. And I don't think either one of us are going to be able to afford to go on it anytime soon, as well as a flight to Florida. So... Uh, that being said, the Galactic Star Cruiser has opened and the first guests have been on and people are seemingly relatively mixed on the experience uh, with the common theme of it being that it's far too expensive, which we all kind of figured when we all saw the price that that was going to be what most people said was the biggest flaw with the service. But what about the show aspects and what the stuff that Disney does so well and I think from the original commercials we've seen, the the original um, Gaia commercial where she's singing to the kid from the Goldbergs, and we've talked about that in the past. I, I think it's come a long way from seeing the footage of what it looks like. It still looks like a hotel a lot in some parts, more so a hotel than you would assume a Disney project would but at the same time, it does seem to have a lot of really cool elements. It's gotten me at least re-interested in checking it out. Obviously, never for this price. I cannot afford that. And I think, unfortunately, most of people like us, like the 99% of Star Wars fans out there who actually are very interested in this, can't afford to go, which is a bummer. But uh, we... It does look very cool. The staging, the show aspects look really great. I, I've read some reviews, which I personally take issue with, that people are like, oh, well, you know, it's too organized and I can't relax. It's like, what did you expect? They've been advertising this as like a live action role playing thing forever. This is always, you can only stay two days. They don't let you stay a week. So like, there's no relaxing here. I don't understand what any of these people complaining about it not being relaxing. What what are they complaining about? You know, you know what you're getting into. So I find that a stupid criticism, to, if I'm being frank, because I, I'm like, what? <laughs> this is not a hotel. This is like this is a whole experience. 
So I have issue with some people who are on the internet talking about that. But anyway, regardless of that, uh, I think it looks interesting. And the reviews are about what I expected, if I'm being honest, after seeing the promotional material. It's, it's disappointing from what I was thinking in 2015, you know, when, when I was there at D23 when Bob Iger announced this. But, uh, but yeah, <laughs> that's that's kind of the general consensus. Yeah, I mean, I remember when I went to uh, D23 in 2017 when they first, like, put out the models for people to walk around of Galaxy's Edge and stuff. They kind of mentioned the Galactus Star Cruiser stuff. They put images out of it, and I remember taking pictures, and I was like, well, man, this is going to be, like, insane. And even then, it was very clear no matter what, you're going to be in this one compared to Galaxy's Edge. By 2017... The whole discussion around it had already dumbed down from like, oh, branching narratives and pick up a storyline and all that uh, from Galaxy's Edge had already been toned down to like, there's some things that you can follow on your phone that are pretty interactive and you can scan and stuff, which it's not bad. It's a lot more realistic and it keeps that separation between like the Star Wars persona of you walking around that Galaxy's Edge whole area I suppose a whole land versus just being a person who's at Disneyland, right? There's, there's very two different people there that are happening and coexisting at the same time, expecting everyone to just be like, Oh, I'm going to role play. The moment I step into galaxy's edge was maybe always a bit too ambitious unless you signed up for it. Maybe that's, that's something that you can find a happy medium. Maybe that's something that galaxy's edge could work on, but for now it is what it is, but it's got rise of uh, the resistance. I know you've been on it. I'm dying to go on it. It's like one of the few things I will never let myself be spoiled about. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm very excited to see that eventually and walk on the Falcon and all those things, especially if it hopefully, fingers crossed, COVID is looking a little better these days. Um, but Gal- Galactic Star Cruiser has been always like been seen as like, hey, this is going to be a thing that you're kind of be swept away in, like, just the gaming of it and all that. And yeah, the Goldberg, Goldberg kid commercial was like the worst angle they could have ever taken it. But their new official ones that they put on their Star Wars channels made me a little bit more interested. Um, there's some Star Wars content creators like Leah Martinez and stuff like that. I saw that she was able to go on there and they put these reviews out. A lot of other TikTokers got to put some videos too of them actually being in the spaces, kind of waiting around as like things are happening, seeing like Kylo Ren Ray fight and all that stuff. Um, it, it looks a lot cooler once you're there. It's just the all expenses aspect of it is just way too much. It's just, it's ridiculous. And they're really tying in the Galactic Star Cruiser because it is the Halcyon Legacy very closely into like there's a whole comic miniseries. They're here in Mission to Disaster, our review, which just dropped on Monday. It's literally towing Starlight Beacon um, before its untimely demise and all that. So it's like they made it a pretty clear point that this is something that's been around for generations and generations and been retrofitted to look like how it does in the High Republican before. And I really appreciate all this stuff as like a completionist, but to be able to experience it is what makes those things a lot more valuable. That makes those comics more valuable, makes the art more valuable. And we can't experience it. It's I'm not gonna pay five thousand dollars. Like I, that's I can buy so many things. Like I mean, there 
the price of like a graphics card, which I'd probably use for like editing or gaming, is still only like two and a half times less than that, which is already insane enough. But now you're saying 5K to stay in a place that I could find a better Disney hotel for, right? That's has just as much immersion. You could also go to Disney World for a, like yeah. a week for that or more. <laughs> like you could go right. to Disney World just... for a week and stay in a hotel for a week for that or less. It just, I don't see, I can understand maybe some of the new tech is like, that's invested in it is that makes it a lot more immersive, that makes the storytelling, the role-playing that much better, makes it more expensive than a regular hotel. But if you made this even like $2,000 or just half the price, 2,500, you immediately get a few more people like us, like something that maybe in like a couple of years we could save up to and go, right? Or like someone who's got a little bit extra money from a bonus is willing to spend on like, hey, I haven't really done something really cool at Disneyland in a while or Disney World in a while. That that could be something you could do. But if it's $5,000, you're only going for the nichest of audiences and they're not usually the ones that are the most interested in Star Wars. It's, it's just a fact. It's just a fact. What makes Galaxy's Edge so fun is that it's such a big land and there's so many people there that it feels like it's vibrant like Batu is supposed to be, even if it's not immersive as they put it out there it at least feels like everyone can take part in that this is just this is for the kings and queens of the world who want to spend all their pocket money for them on something like this this is not something we could ever look forward to because it's inconceivable yes that is very true i i have no idea when I'll be able to get to do this. And I am somebody who loves Disney parks and loves doing this type of stuff. And I would love to go, even if, even if I heard the reviews were terrible, I would still love to go if it was affordable, but it's not. And especially because like for people like us who live halfway across the country to go to Florida and for two days, like it's not worth it to fly to Florida for a two day vacation on the galactic star cruise that costs $5,000. So if you're going to go, you're going to stay longer. So now you have to stay for another hotel on top of that. And then what do you get a park ticket? Like it's, it, you're looking at like a, for one person, like a $10,000 trip, <laughs> uh, which is just insane. But so, but they've also released, you know, some of the other things that are available on it that we didn't know about. We obviously, we've seen the promotional stuff, the Ray and Kylo Ren fight. We've seen a lot of the costumes for a lot of the characters. There was a cool Rodian costume that actually looks really, really good. Like that's excellent imaginary. And it looks movie screen accurate. So check that out if you haven't seen it. Uh, there's also, I think the biggest highlight, which seems to be across the board, people are saying there's all you can drink blue and green milk. So there you go. That's the reason to go. That That is also included in your $5,000 ticket. Another bonus for paying for that as well. But I think from what I've read, it seems like mostly all the food is buffet and you get it all with your ticket. So like you are paying for the amenities as well. It's just, it's just the fact that the amenities, like two days on two days of breakfast, lunch, dinner, and rooms really don't amount to $5,000 on regardless. But Again, if that if it's for you and if you've been and you're watching this, definitely let us know down below if you enjoyed it or didn't enjoy it. Let us know if you are interested in going or if you probably are going to sit this one out. I mean, for us, I think unless this thing is at least cut in half, I don't see myself really 
being able to go in the next decade. So, <laughs> all right, let's move on to the second main topic, which just got released yesterday, and that's that Star Wars Celebration 2022 is releasing more tickets next week. So this is super exciting. A Star Wars Celebration has not happened since 2019, and this year it is in Anaheim, California. So I'm, I'm super hyped for this. I'm glad that the tickets are going back on sale. And uh, there's a lot of stuff that we hopefully can look forward to. We we wanted to also kind of speculate on what might be there because we haven't heard any. New, they haven't released any guest list or days that certain activities are going on. Obviously, Saturday is usually the day for all of the film and television project reveals. But we don't really know the itinerary right now. So hope, we, we were thinking this Ewan McGregor's got to be there because Obi-Wan will have just started. So that would be that would make a lot of sense. Uh, Ewan McGregor, maybe the cast of Obi-Wan. I could see a panel for that. Hopefully they give, I would assume at least Bad Batch stuff will be shown. Maybe a tease for Mandalorian season three. Hopefully a tease for Andor. I think we all kind of waiting to see at least some photos or, or shots from that. I could see Diego Luna being there and stuff. This is also the, the 45th anniversary of Star Wars this year. So that will be a big thing that will be going on and the 20th anniversary of attack of the clones. So there's a lot of stuff to celebrate for star Wars in all the eras. And if you want to also be someone who's celebrating all aspects of star Wars, this is the 10 year anniversary of the Disney acquisition. So for all of you out there who do appreciate that we continue to get star Wars content, that it's not gone. This is the 10th anniversary of that promise that was made. And we've gotten a lot of really cool stuff over the last decade. So Yes, what Senek, what do you think about the tickets drop in and what you think we'll see at Star Wars Celebration? I mean, I think I'm trying to go at least for a day. They're only like $75, so I'm gonna be up right then to be on my break. I'm just gonna be refreshing that thing and trying to get a ticket. I think we're both trying to go. I think you have tickets rolling over from the 19. Yeah, I bought mine in 2019 for 2020. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like it's happening. Um, so maybe be on the lookout for possible Star Wars lads uh, out there in person interacting with you guys. Um, definitely, I think I feel like there's been so many like rumors about Bad Batch. I heard there was like something in Star Wars Insider where one month they printed it out saying that Bad Batch was coming out in the spring, late spring, and then the next issue issue they just removed that and said it's coming this year so i don't know if they're just juggling things around or if they're waiting for celebration to kind of be like that jumping off point of like hey we're getting back in the swing of things guys and like we're gonna make it such a hype event such a big return so definitely i feel like bad batch no matter what's happening we are gonna already have an episode of obi-wan kenobi out so ewan's got to be there hopefully we get to see Fingers crossed, like a Liam Neeson, if he shows up as a Force ghost in that very first episode, I would love that. Just like a little, the Force, the uh, Phantom Menace reunion, and if we get Hayden in the tank as oh, Vader, so then bad. you get a whole, you get a whole freaking prequel reunion of sorts, right? And people will definitely like go crazy with like the fan arts of like, oh, what could have been of old three if they were all still alive, and Anakin didn't go to the dark side, and Qui Gon was never killed by Darth Maul. I, I can totally see that popping off. Um, I, I feel like the underdog right now, like the sleeper hit right now is Andor because it's the only one not shot in the volume. It's the one that's been already working on this season too. Like they're really going all in on this 
and it's more than six to eight episodes. I think it's like 11 or 12 for the first season, which actually gets me kind of hyped. There's been a lot of interesting casting news. We're not really going to go over it today, but there just seems like it's going to be a very complex, dark, political, kind of like the tease of who casting was in Rogue One. Always kind of kind of like the the pack dog let loose by these higher ups who are trying to do the right things but are doing them with sometimes the wrong intentions right a little darker more brutal methods maybe not necessarily saw Guerrero just being a full-out terrorist right in his own way but a lot more grayer than the rebellion that we knew about as kids watching the original trilogy which i think is a much welcomed uh, back story sort of development for them is also hinted at at star wars rebel so and um fallen order so I, i'd love to just see that being built in more and more and see how like separatists who became rebellions that's a whole different perspective right you literally supported a droid army and now you want to be a re- rebel because you hate the empire but you're not exactly idealist with the rep- old republic like i want to see that complexity and i think the show has enough runtime to really justify that um I'm trying to think of another thing. Uh, maybe there could be some surprise things kind of put out there. I know I mean, we're, we're getting comics. We're getting High Republic. I feel like High Republic, would, this would be the first time for the High Republic to have like something kind of out there. Um, a lot of merchandise for it could be dropped um, at the stools and boots to kind of like give it like that public eye. Because it's really been like a COVID exclusive sort of thing that's kind of happened. Like you're in the know. And if you're busy or distracted with other things in life as the pandemic has changed everyone's life, you might not necessarily have even read High Republic yet. So this is like a great way to throw it out at the fandom right now, quite publicly. Hopefully teases for a lot of games, like games that are coming out, like hopefully Fall in Order 2. Lego Stars will be out by then, so I'm assuming more DLC stuff might be kind of introduced there. Um... I don't know. We can't. It feels like if we do get an update on a movie, it would have to be Rogue Squadron. There's those rumors that we kind of covered once about like the Tales of the Jedi show that's rumored to be animated. Is it like night? Is it like stuff that, that deals with like the Dark Horse Tales of the Jedi, or is it more Kotor, or is it like just like an overarching like anthology sort of story of different Jedi orders and stuff? Who knows? I feel like that's a time to really introduce it. I'm expecting a lot of surprises. Uh, they, there's not really much that they've revealed, and they haven't put out a schedule yet. And honestly, they didn't even put out a visual till like two days ago. So we didn't even realize if Celebration was happening. And it, it is now, which is great, but it feels like there's a little bit more mystery behind it, and I'm I'm, I'm really excited for that part of it. Yeah, I think this is the first Star Wars Celebration that will be headlined by the Disney Plus era of Star Wars because they were trying to promote the Disney Plus era last Star Wars celebration, but nobody really cared because the Rise of Skywalker was coming out and everybody was Rise of Skywalker. That was the that was the big news. And Mandalorian was this little thing off on the side that everybody's like, all right, yeah, yeah your streaming service. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> but everybody was like, it, it was all it was all Mandalorian. And so, and even at, at D23 that same year, it was they they promoted the Mandalorian, but the big announcement was the Obi-Wan show coming. It was, they even had a uh, cast. I mean, Alan Tudyk and, and uh, Diego Luna on stage talking about casting. Like they, they didn't know Mandalorian would be this big. And so this is 
the first Star Wars celebration that's being headlined by the Mandalorian in the Mandalorian universe that has now become a thing in the last two years. And so I, I could see a lot of more casting information, especially about Ahsoka, maybe like a full reveal for a cast in that. Um, and and maybe an update on what's replacing or what is Rangers of the New Republic if that's being replaced officially. Something's going, you know, to take that spot in the release schedule. Who knows? But I think, yeah, I think the focus will be with Mandalorian as the center, especially with Mandalorian season three coming out at the end of the year. I think they'll probably give a tease for that and build everything around what the Mandalorian is doing. So that should be interesting. But yeah, so now uh, we're going to get into the part of the show where Senex going to round off some of the quick, smaller stories that we've had come out over the last week or so. And we'll talk about them at the end. Yeah, uh, we haven't done this in a while, so <laughs> there's not stuff I'm going to go back months and months to cover about. But there's been some interesting things that have been put out here. Uh, the Essentials Legend Collection of the Thrawn box set, the Thrawn trilogy, was just revealed today. The cover, very much in line with the covers that we've seen of the paperbacks. Looks quite nice if you want to get something that's about Legends, but in the current Disney era of canon. There's still love for Legends, and I think this is probably one of the nicest looking box sets I've seen in a while from Star Wars. Um, definitely think that if you if you don't have those books, this would be editions worth picking up. Skywalker Saga, the Lego Skywalker Saga game, the DLC contents were revealed. So we know it's kind of like a live service model when it comes to DLC. So you don't if you don't love that, you don't love that. Um, and a lot of people might complain that, oh, these Lego packs aren't like the Lego Marvel or DC games that came with a little bit of a story. Yeah, because supposedly the game is just that big already in so many planets and so many hubs and so many interactive things that you don't necessarily need it. But on April 5th, you'll get like the Mandalorian Season 1 characters along with Solo Star Wars Story and then classic characters like Luke, Leia, Han Solo, etc. Me personally, when I think of classic lego star wars i think it's a little bit of a disservice to not go with like the classic prequel characters because that was the first lego star wars game we got but i guess they're trying to appease that ingrained mentality in disney that classic stars has to mean original for everybody which i can kind of get there's also like a trooper pack with like incinerator trooper short trooper minbon trooper and all that so that's pretty cool and then on the 19th of april we get rogue one and Mando season two and the Bad Batch comes out on May 4th. Actually, Rogue One is only the, one, the only one that drops on April 19th. And then Mando season two and Bad Batch drop on May 4th. So you get those characters. There's already 300 plus characters in the game. The game comes out on April 5th. It's just, we'll probably be in the middle of streaming that and stuff. So yeah, I mean, hopefully, hopefully this DLC comes out with a lot of cool characters and maybe things we don't really know about yet. Um, hopefully this game is really as expensive as they are claiming it to be quantic dreams there was like a little bit of announcement not from them officially but that whole star wars eclipse like trailer of source that everyone was like oh my god it looks insane right like now they're saying 2027 because quantic dreams is struggling to hire and it kind of makes sense because you know the ceo of sorts uh david spade or whatever his name is He's um, it's a bit of a controversial figure, bad workplace environment, some very strong political statements that just aren't in anyone's interest to say. 
they're not very well supported and he does games that they're not very action oriented they're very much a story and then click turn-based games almost they're not really it's like you're playing through a novel as opposed to playing a game that has novel elements so i think they're really struggling with that then i guess like a final bit of news is that bryce house howard for her birthday kind of did this set selfie um and she's like in this sort of like dusty little place wearing a mask and she's like oh it's awesome to be working on on something so like super cool on my birthday and she knocked it out of part with Book of Boba Fett, and she was really great in season two of Mando. And Mando season one was a strong start for her. So maybe this is Mando season three. We do know it's been filming here and there some stuff. So maybe, maybe she's still doing it. Maybe she's doing it for a different show. We don't know. Maybe the Ahsoka show could be pretty interesting to have her for that. But man, other than that, there's not much else. Again, Qui Gon is rumored to appear as not just his voice, but Liam Neeson in person for the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. There's a bunch of other Andor stuff that are rumored, but you don't really understand anything about the characters. We don't know anything about those characters. Not much we can say there, but Qui-Gon Jinn, he's a little different. When if we see Liam Neeson again for the first time since 1999, you know, that was 20, 22 years ago, which is like, isn't that like the same gap as people watching? It's almost like the same gap as people watching, uh, the uh, original trilogy and coming into the prequel trilogy. Like it's been that long since we saw him in Star Wars. It'll be awesome. He, he loved doing that stuff for the Clone Wars, the voiceovers and stuff. So if he's in live action, I will be so, so pleased. It would be a huge missed opportunity if they don't have him. It would be a huge missed opportunity. And that's the, that's the story we all want. We want to see him. He does any movie anybody asks him to do apparently so uh <laughs> why not this just ask him he'll do it so uh yeah i mean i got i i absolutely want to see him in that and star wars eclipse yeah that's super disappointing because <laughs> i mean it, you just released a trailer an incredible epic cinematic trailer for basically a concept because <laughs> this game is 10 it's getting even five years away five years away from release uh, we we said like our best estimation we were like yeah 2024 we'll get this game probably we'll, that'll be around when they're announcing release dates before it gets pushed back once or twice because that's just what happens with AAA video games all the time no one thought 2027 and, and when people were arguing oh no it's coming out next year and we're like no it's it's at least 2024 no one thought 2027 so that's super disappointing lego star wars pretty hyped for all of that as well um the bryce dallas howard thing i think is is interesting because again she, yeah she's really been improving as a director each episode and, and directed arguably the second best episode of the book of boba fett season one or the mandalorian season 2.5 uh she was yeah it was great it was a great episode she did a great job so very excited for whatever she's working on star wars or not what was the first story again i'm trying to remember uh what the first thing oh just uh it was the legends collection hard oh, well not hardcover okay. but like the box set of thrawn yeah. yeah i mean you gotta get thrawn it's it was on my top 10 favorite star wars stories of all time it's, it's it is absolutely essential like it, if you're talking about essential legends collections it is the most essential of essential legends collections so you should definitely read it pick it up uh and then also yeah i'll throw that out there that 
we wanted to talk about Alan Ladd Jr. as well, who passed away, the former studio executive at Fox, who basically is responsible for Star Wars because everyone turned George Lucas down except for him. So without him and without the confidence of people at 20th Century Fox back in the 70s, we wouldn't be talking about this. No one would know what Star Wars was. And one of our, our one of our favorite things in the whole world wouldn't exist. So, yes, rest in peace, Alan Ladd Jr. And thank you for taking a chance on Star Wars. And hopefully more and more studio executives will take chances on big projects that could be smash successes in the future. So that's going to be it for Star Wars Lads episode 59. Thank you guys all so much for watching. Comment below. Let us know what you thought of some of these stories. Which ones you're most excited for? Are you excited for Celebration? Are you going to that? What do you think of Galactic Star Cruiser? Uh, let us know about all of that down below. And if you haven't yet, please like the video and subscribe to the channel for Star Wars content minimum three days a week. Check out all of our other videos. You can find us on social media at Star Wars Lads, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And uh, we'll see you next time on Friday for the next episode of Star Wars Lads. Mm -hmm.